Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined by Tom and the returning Donny. How are you, Donny? How was your holiday? Oh, the holiday was good. Uh, the football, not so much, but we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> your streak, con- your streak continues. How are you, Tom? Yeah, hello. I'm good, Peter. How are you? Good. I thought you broke down there. Just a heads up, people, before we go on here. We're broadcasting what well, I'm recording live from the caravan, and it is absolutely terrible. So if there's like gaps in play, or we sound like we're in a, an echo chamber, it's because the internet's been bouncing up and down. So you might get this podcast, you might not, depends how it plays out. But anyway, we will go first about housekeeping. The FS Royal Rumble has finished. The winner is Scott Prem Fantasy. I believe that's David Crichton of last year's fame. He's cut number one in the world, so he. Had a good streak as he went for it, so well done him. I will offer him to come on a podcast he wants later on, but he's in the hold, I believe, right now, so we'll see near the time. And on that, the final cup of the season is open. Half hour Facts Podcast Cup is open. I tweeted, you can DM me or you can reply to the tweet you're interested. It will be shutting at the end of this game week because they're to organise the actual cup draw and how it's going to work out. With it being an odd number, which is a bit of a pain in the butt, but, 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 but we'll need to do something about it in a as we go along. Right, so we'll go to our score and rank. I can't get the league top three. Uh, back to normal is, I'll go first because I'm the bottom ranked. Let me load it up. Bad game this week. I am down to 65th in the world. Where's all my phones? So, 69 points overall. I had no goalkeeper. Clark was injured. At the back, four of strain for six. Tavenier, 16. Fish minus one, Kingsley one. In midfield, Clarkston three, Jota 15, Captain Moy two, Morelos two, Furuhashi 23, and Yoon two. As I wrote, used the chat. I planned all week to bring in Van Veen for Morelos and Captain Jota, Vice Captain Furuhashi. I changed it at the last minute when I saw the team news. That was a lot of points I spunked away there. So I'm 65th in the league. Over to you, Tom. Um, so I'm, I got a wee green arrow um, up to 17th. Um, I got 107 points this game week. I had Laidlaw in goals for six. Egg and Riley got me nothing. 
Uh, Tav got me 16, Kingsley 1 and Devlin 1. In midfield, I had Kelly for 2, Janelli got me nothing, Yota got me 15, Captain Furuhashi got me 26, Vice-Captain Van Veen got me 25 and Duke got me 15. And your rank is... Did you say right now? 17th. Sorry. And over you, Donnie? Yeah. Okay, so I had a, a great week. I can top those scores. Uh, I made that change, um, KVV for Morelos, so that worked out well for me. Uh, so my game week score was 117. That consisted of George and Goals for one, Carter Vickers for zero, Strain for six, Pollock for six, Tavernier for 16, Tillman for five, O'Hara for six, Captain Jota for 30. Uh, Mioski for 9, Kyogo for 13, and Van Veen with the vice captaincy, 25. So that was a total of 117. Last time that I was on here, I was 33rd. I am now up to 15th. Good shooting. I saw a 134 in the top 10. That's the high, really high score I've seen. You know, the guy taking a hit. So when you click into his team, pretty much every player that you would think, like the names, yeah, the guy had them. So he done really well. Right, so we'll go to the results and I managed to get this page up. So we had early kickoff, Celtic 3, Rangers 2, Aberdeen 2, Kilmarnock 0, Hearts 0, Sutburn 2, the end of Nielsen, Motherwell 3, Longston 0, St Johnson 2, Ross County, so St Johnson 0, Ross County 2, and yesterday, sorry, Sunday, Dundee 2, Hibernian 1. So over to you, Tom. Um, so, first fixture was the lunchtime kickoff with Celtic 3, Rangers 2. Uh, for Celtic, Kyogo got a brace with assists from O'Reilly and Yota, and Yota also scored as well. For Rangers, it was Tav that got the two goals. Uh, the second one was assisted by Barisic. Um, Yota and Kyogo are the, the two main men at Celtic. Um, and obviously, shows in this fixture here, and this is why you can't really go without. And the same also applies to, to Tavernier. It doesn't seem to matter who the opposition is. These guys always seem to get the points. Um, we could assume that this is the, the strongest Rangers lineup. Uh, kind of touched on that last pod. I think the, the three attackers to go for are Morelos, Cantwell, and Tillman. Um, those guys. Um, for Celtic, Moy was back and he's been in really good form. Still no sign of Itati. He wasn't in the squad. Uh, for Celtic, the, the next two fixtures before the split are Kilmarnock away and Motherwell at home. For Rangers, it's St Mirren at home and Aberdeen away. Um, looking at those fixtures, if you're kind of going to start to get Celtic and Rangers back in, um, I think Celtic are probably the easier of the two. So maybe Moyes the one to, to get back in there and then start looking at Rangers attackers after that. Um, that would be that would be my approach anyway. Donny, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, well, my thoughts are proof that you can go to Parkhead, score three goals and still come away with nothing. That's uh, what I've got to say. Yeah, I was coming. Uh, but as it's a fantasy show, we'll, we'll stick to fantasy. Um, I mean, it's always a tough fixture. There's always questions surrounding who to leave in, who to leave out. I think the Morelos call, it was sound. You know, The guy's pretty out of form, doesn't have a great record, albeit he did score in the game. Um, so for me I took him out and took in Van Veen so I will have a, a Ranger space available to me um, various captaincy choices I guess if we'd held our nerve and stuck with Tav we, we'd have done really well but uh, Jota and Kyogo were the, the two star picks there uh, I've seen teams that had Vice and captaincy in that game so they were coming out 
uh, with 50, 60 points just off the one game. Uh, for me, I took the podcast advice um, and ran with Jot as captain. So, Peter, thank you for those 30 points. No problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? We don't get Rangers team news um, in those last two games. So I would just tread carefully. I probably wouldn't rush to bring in Morelos or Chulak. You might miss out on points, but if we look at some of the other options out there, you should be you should be okay. So certainly uh, Tavernier and Tillman, Barisic as a shout at the back, Cantwell that I mentioned last time I was on here. Uh, Celtic-wise, I mean, it's definitely got to be Jota and Kyogo and then whoever you feel comfortable with after that. I have got Vickers. Um, he didn't return in this match, but if you want to go Moy, again, that's up to you. I think he just needs maybe another game to get himself mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. That showed at the weekend. Um, so just to see how that one pans out. But I think going into the split, both teams are just going to keep going as best they can. I don't think we'll see much rotation. Goldson was a big miss for Rangers, um, and that showed um, with some of the goals that we let in. But, yeah, disappointing to be talking about another Rangers defeat on here, but that's just the way it goes. Do you just on Goldson, Tony? Is there any word on that? Because a few teams got Goldson as a centre-back. Is there... Yeah, I didn't see it coming. It, I think it was Friday night. Um, there was rumours of it coming out. Um, so I don't know what's wrong with them. Because he was I'm there. He's seen, seen him before the game, standing talking yeah. to the AFL teammates. It's not like he was like, he's not strapped up or anything like that. So I wonder what the injury was. Yeah. And he's a solid guy. You know, If he can play, he would have played. So uh, I don't know what the situation is. As I say, we don't get team news. So just... Keep an eye out press conferences. If I do see anything, I'll, I'll let you know. But um, he's certainly a miss. Um, and, you know, whilst that alone didn't cost us the game, um, I think it would have been uh, much closer. Sorry, that's a dog. Peter? Nothing there in the background. Back to Donnie's phantom goal he's talking about. Uh, I thought the game was... <laughs> Very good. I didn't really take it on watching it. You're watching it, you know what it's like. It's like you get all hyped up, you're all in the game. It was only after the game kind of finished and I was looking and going, actually, that's all the kind of heavy hitters who've got the points returns. Now, like Tavernier, two goals. I believe Tillman got an assist yeah. as well. So, looking with Tillman. And then, obviously, Kyogo, two goals. Sure. So, I made the wrong move. Didn't follow more advice. I thought I'd be cute and bring Moy in. I hope that works out long term down the road. But, like yourself, I'd like 54 points or something after one game. So you're like, oh, let's just give a good start to the week. But I think that's pretty much where all the points came and ended for my game week anyway. So, yeah. There's a question on it later, so we'll cover it later on. But I think you just go with the players I mentioned. There's, Rangers is probably the way Tom mentioned. I think you've got, now you're thinking Tavernier's locked in. Tillman, Catwell, and Barisic. You know, two out of the three, I think, would be sound end of the season. Yeah. And we sell to, like you said, on yourself, it's Kyogo and Jot as a no-brainer. And then the third one is, do you want to go for a defender? Do you want to bring an extra midfielder in? Again, it's probably, if you're asking me now, probably Moy or Johnson, one of the two. Johnson seems to be the more attacking fullback, whereas Taylor comes in midfield more at the inverted winger. So just watching it in a, with own eyes would be, if that's your option, I'd take there. If you want guaranteed minutes, also you could go for Vickers or Starfelt, but that's about it. Also, it was this days old, I yep. realised realized that uh, Starfield's going with that young Jacinta last year, did you know that? The Celtic FC women player. 
I think no, I did not know that. No. The Colombian girl. Google her later, Tommy. You can sleep with the end yeah. you think. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's, a, she's, a good, she's a good looking girl. <laughs> Up next, we've got Aberdeen to Kilmarnock nil. Um, two goals from Duke and two assists from Mayovsky. Um I think this kind of cements the fact that Duke's the main man at Aberdeen. I know Mayovsky's on penalties, but I think he's the, the clear choice when it comes to, to getting the goals. Um, good performance for Aberdeen, both ends of the pitch as well. They've had four clean sheets in the last five. Um, I think Roos Pollock might be a viable uh, defensive double-up. However, um, they've got Ross County and then they've got Rangers before the split and then obviously post-split fixtures might get a bit more difficult. So I don't know if the clean sheets will be coming as thick and fast as they are just now. Uh, In terms of Kilmarnock, uh, Danny Armstrong had a decent game week previously. Uh, However, he failed to have any shots in this game. He did make four key passes. Uh, I think there's probably better midfield options to target at the minute and Kilmarnock obviously aren't in in decent form. They've got Selig next, so again, you wouldn't be rushing towards any other players. And St Mirren have been uh, quite decent defensively as well. Um, I think Kilmarnock may be a better option post-split. They are kind of down close to that kind of playoff spot where they may have to play second in the championship. So um, realisation might start to set in. We might see some better performances from Kilmarnock. Um, Peter, what's your thoughts on Aberdeen and Kelly? Aberdeen, the form team, they're basically steamrolled into third position under uh, Barry Robson. If I had a wild card, I'd have probably played it granted this week for the split. I've looked at the teams at the top and I've wrote players down I wanted in my team. Obviously, now I've got to be transfer to transfer and there's players I wanted. It would have been Chris at the back or one of this, is it McDonald or Pollock, the two defenders they'd be in my team. And Duke up front, I think that would be one of the teams I'd have in my team. I don't particularly think the form will drop, granted, the split. I know they play Celtic Rangers, obviously, but there's other three more games there, so you can still, I think, rely on it if do quite well against the teams. And again, you could just bench mm-hmm. with the odd chance. And as Dory will probably come on and say, Aberdeen always up again against Rangers anyway, so you could easily just play two top front and you could probably get a turn on that one as well. Hey, come on, I think you're right, yep. Tom. I think come on, one of the teams I probably will maybe take a put one or two players post-split, just one player, two players to see. Because I, I, it's a manager, I think McInnes is more about than a lot of managers down there, and I, I do believe they'll probably get some decent results to keep themselves safe. Not going nuts, not going in two or three, maybe one player, probably Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yep, Donny, anything to add there? Yep, so five wins in a row for Aberdeen. I believe that's their best sequence since 2016. Uh, so Robson's certainly doing a good job there. Uh, yep, Duke is uh, certainly the man of the moment. And as a non-Duke owner, it kills me every time I go in and see uh, what's happening. Thankfully, in this game, Miofsky got both assists. So for me, I still managed to get nine points out of this game. So I was quite happy with that. Kilmarnock have not won away from home all season. Uh, and they've only scored six goals away from home. So you can really see uh, where their troubles lie. Um it feels dirty talking about how good Aberdeen have been this <laughs> last few weeks. But as Peter said, if you're not already on it, Aberdeen defence has offered a lot of value. I took in Pollock two weeks ago and I got two clean sheets out of it. Um, so it certainly benefited me. I think that Rangers game, it, it 
it's a game again. It's a bit like Celtic. Anything can happen. They will play better. Um, hopefully, they don't get anything from it it's like last time. But um, they will certainly play better there. As for Kilmarnock, I just don't see other than Arm. I've got Armstrong in my team. He's bench fodder. He clutched up the previous game week and then has gone quiet. I can't really change him out. I've got other holes to fix, but he's about the only one that you would keep longer term. Um, as far as I'm concerned, but not a good result for Aberdeen. Yep. Um, on to our next fixture then. We've got Hearts nil, St Mirren 2. Um, Snodgrass got a red card in the 62nd minute. However, the goals were scored before this point. Um, it was Curtis Main that got the first goal and the second one was Gogic with an assist from O'Hara. Uh, for Hearts, Ginelli wasn't in the squad at all. Obviously, Peter mentioned Xander Clark is out. Um after seeing this result, I was tempted to to get rid of all the Hearts players, um, as I feel like it's only going to get worse post-split. However, um, the following day, Nielsen was sacked, so they're a bit of an unknown entity just now. So we could see a new manager or a no-manager bounce uh, coming in this next game week. Um, they've got a game against Hibs. Obviously, that's that'll be a heated one, so hopefully they should be fired up for that. So I'm looking to hold on just now and, and see how they perform in that game. In terms of St Mirren, um, O'Hara's been a fairly consistent option at, at St Mirren recently. Um, I, I, I had my doubts. He was, I thought the only kind of attacking returns he was likely to get were going to be penalties, but he has stepped up and got some assists and goals from open play as well. So I think that's been to my detriment. Um, also, two clean sheets in a row. Um, so that's good for the, the strain owners or those that kept a hold of him. Uh, they do have Livingston and Hearts next. Uh, Sorry, they do have, they have played Livingston Hearts and Livingston Hearts have been a bit um, toothless recently so um, take from that what, what you will but um, the season as a whole they have been fairly solid at the back so uh, Strain is one of those ones that can offer you goals and assists as well so probably one to keep a hold of um, Donny what's your thoughts on Hearts? Uh, yeah, am I right in saying that uh, Naismith's got the job till the end of the season? Yep. Yeah, so yep. I don't know how much that'll improve hearts but I think it's been coming they've been pretty stale they were easily the third best team in the league um, and they've just sat back and defensively they've been a shambles all season and I guess that's where the problem starts so they're now at risk of not even finishing in the top four um, teams hot on their trail so it'd be nice to see if they can turn it around uh, good win for St Mirren nonetheless can't really take it away from them um, as a O'Hara owner um, the returns over the last few weeks have been fantastic uh, and I think similar to Armstrong uh, he's just the sort of player that you can have on your bench you'll either get a penalty or an assist and, and then he can come on so he's been quite good for me I would tend to agree Hearts just leave at the moment I've got Cochran <coughs> he's not even been starting that's probably one of the changes that I want to make um, even with Shankland, I think there's better options uh, out there. So going into the, the top six, it's probably an avoid. St Mirren are all but secure in the top six, which I suppose is a shame for the likes of Strain and O'Hara, but I think there is still value. You want to have a balance in your team, and those are two players that will clutch up maybe two out of the five games, um, possibly three, depending on how the home away split works out. But still value their hearts. They'll, they'll need a big improvement if they're going to finish in the top four now because they're, they're at a low. Mm-hmm. 
Peter, anything to add on that one? Yeah, I had wrote down Hearts a total void until that news broke that Naismith got the job. So again, you've got to wait for the manager bounce, see what happens. Uh, I think Clark, the hopeful is back for the weekend. So that would wait. You're not going to get teams in your nuts. So you just have to. I'm going to have to write rise a bit and just wait and see because I don't want to waste a goalkeeper swap if he comes back in. I sorry, goalkeeper transfer. If not, the next week's problem. Uh, West at none. They are going for Europe. So I think if you've got strain in the hurry, you can hold because I believe. <coughs> St Mern's got a chance finishing top four, so they're probably going to, it's a lot of money for a club like St Mern, and they get into Europe, I don't know if it worked the same as last year, but just third place, drop into the Conference League, because it's the same as last year, so I mean, if that happens for a team like St Mern, I don't know catch Aberdeen, mind you, but if it does happen, that's a lot of money coming out of the gates that they wouldn't normally have, so I think you see St Mern and Aberdeen going hell for leather at the end of the season, so I'm not too keen on Kane up uh, main up front because I've better options, but if you get a hard on midfield, good option. And strain, I think a lot of fits at the start for your cheap, good defensive midf- a defender to come off the bench. Uh, even the goalkeeper maybe want to double up, but you're risking it post split when they're playing the kind of bigger teams. I would probably think that if Hearts don't improve this week, they're probably a team you can actually target the top six people against them because they're in free fall. So if Nismith can't turn around again Hibs game, then I think you can just go, right, let's target Hearts, because they really have been that poor, especially since the World Cup. Yep. Um, next game then, we've got Motherwell 3, Livingston 0. Uh, we've got a goal from Van Veen with an assist from Furlong. Uh, a second goal from Van Veen with an assist from Max Johnson. Max Johnson also scored himself with an assist from Spittle. That was some haul from, from Max Johnson. He got a goal assist clean sheet and bonus as well. Uh, he's only 2.3 million and his recent scores have been have been really good. His last six have been six points, three, nine, four, two, and then this one of 17. Um, Motherwell have form and they will likely finish in the, the bottom half and you could argue they're playing against weaker opposition there. Um, so my personal approach will probably be looking at working towards a, a triple up of Van Veen, Spittle and Max Johnson. Um, in terms of Livingston, I don't think there's been any change from last week. Uh, they don't really seem interested just now. I think Devlin's the only player I'd consider, given um, his potential returns from both ends of the pitch. But I'd probably only be really having him as part of the, the bench trick and he can come on if he, if he gets points. I think it's more likely attacking returns than uh, clean sheets, given Livingston's recent defensive form. Um, Donny, what's your thoughts on this game? So, yeah, the Van Veen roadshow rolls on. He's now the fifth top point scorer in the game and the third top forward in the game behind Kyogo and Shankland. So it was easy to see that that was my transfer this week. It's a guy we always talk about and you're just like, mm, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, and then he just keeps scoring and you're missing out. So... Um, I'm quite happy to hold them, uh, even with the settled game coming up. And I think in the split, um, there's value there as well. So, uh, good to see the returns there. You mentioned the three names that I've got written down here, for Van Veen, Spittle and Johnson. I think um, you can't really go wrong with any of those at the moment. Livy, I think they've just dropped off massively. Uh, again, a team that were pretty reliable uh, defensively. Um, there's just nothing there. If you've still got Livy assets, I would probably just ship them out. Bottom six, again, I don't see value there. Um, and they do play St Johnston and Dundee United, but 
you know, I'm not really sure they'll get anything there. But Motherwell, team in form, uh, scoring goals, keeping clean sheets, they're all things that you want to see uh, in fantasy football, and that's what we should be targeting. Yep. Well, but you, Peter, are you going for the triple up? I've sat words out my mouth. That's what I wrote down. I actually wrote down two weeks ago, and she made a move on it last week and didn't do it. The eye test was it Max Johnson? Is it Max Johnson? Or Ben? What's his name? Yeah. What one? Max. <laughs> uh, Max. I watched him again two weeks ago, and he's terrific. Attacking forward, attacking defensive fullback. Uh, 2.2 was at the time, probably still about that. Spittle and Van Veen. I'm praying they don't finish top six. I'm praying either. I'm actually going to wait for Celtic need to beat them or take a draw so they don't get that top six place. And I'd be recommending them that still engaged. You need another little trip up. I think they're going to wait for floor that bottom six. I think Van Veen, Spittle and Johnson is the way to go. I can see them. You know, that kind of twist, we always see the bottom six team finishes seventh, ends up with seven eight points clear the team that finishes sixth or fifth. I can yeah. see it looking that way. Motherwell look really, really good. He's got them to really well. I think that's the three players. You can maybe go for Goss for an outside one, or you can go for a keeper, but I think that's just the three players you should have in your team. And I've already made my move for transfer this week. I've brought Van Deen in. I've done it. And I've, I've done it already, so I don't try to second set, set guess myself next week. I've just done it and that's it. <laughs> Transfers are made. If he's injured, that's my own fault. I've just done it so I can't make a mistake next week. And who are they playing there? And this Livingston eye, as Donny said. The United. Look... Sorry, what? Oh, I thought you meant the next fixture. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I said Dundee United. The Livingston, uh, they're on the beach. They're safe. I don't think they've any... They're not going to finish top six. They're also on free fall. So, normally I would say they'll do all right in the bottom after the split. I just don't see it. They look really, really off it this time. So, I'd shift up. Shift all your Livingston players out. Yep. Uh, our next fixture, we've got St. Johnston nil, Ross County 2. Uh, we've got goals from Simon Murray with an assist from Jordan White. And David Cancola got an assist from Dylan Smith. Uh, Eamon Brophy came off after 20 minutes and was replaced by Simon Murray. Um, he scored two game weeks ago uh, when he also came on as a sub. But I, don't, I think there's much better striker options out there, so I wouldn't be rushing towards getting him. Um, he could be a punt if you're looking to really gain ground and really gamble on your striker positions, um, but only if Brophy's out long-term. Um, I suggested uh, a wee punt on Liam Gordon, the St. Johnson defender last week, and that obviously didn't work out. Um, I'd say St. Johnson are probably a complete no-go now. Um, it's kind of hard to pick out a county player too. Not really any sort of consistent scorers there. Um, so... Probably an avoid at the minute as well. Peter, what was your thoughts on this game? A no go for, for both teams for me. St. Johnson, I think if the league was a couple of games longer than 38, I think they'd be down. I think they look absolutely terrible. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Avoid all costs. Ross County, as like you say, there's not many people, there's not many of the same point scores week. It was Jordan White, the hot spell for a bit, but that stopped. If you want him to go for a defender and use the best trick, but again, I think there's better options that we mentioned, Johnson and the boy for Aberdeen, Donald or Pollock. So, nah, not much to add. It's a hard avoid for both these teams for me. Yep. Would you agree on that one, Donny? Yeah. I've only got two things written down for this game. First one is good win for Ross County. <laughs> and the second one is both teams are still in the voids. Even after the split, I don't see any value that you're not going to get better elsewhere. So, just stay clear of them. Sorry if you're a St. Justin or Ross County fan, but that's just the, <laughs> the real world. Um, our next game then, and our final game, um, was a Sunday fixture, which is Dundee United 2, Hibs 1. Uh, for Dundee United, it was Fletcher that scored with an assist from Behich, and McGrath got the penalty, um, which was won by Stephen Fletcher. Uh, for Hibs, it was Kukarevic with an assist from Cabrera. Um, poor result for Hibs, <clears throat> despite having Ellie Ewan back in the, the starting eleven. Nisbet played up front, and he hit the woodwork, I think. Fletcher's been in decent form, um, but again, much like the, the Simon Murray call, there's, there's definitely preferred striker options um, over Fletcher. Him and McGrath seem to be the outlet for goals, uh, with McGrath being on penalties as well. Behich gets another assist, so <clears throat> there's perhaps some returns there, but once again, he's probably one of those ones like Devlin, you'd maybe play him as part of a, of a, of a bench trick. Um, Given that Dundee United are bottom, um, it's hard to advise any United players really, but some of these guys might be playing for moves given that the writing seems to be on the wall. Um, for Hibs, I'd say there's, there's a no-go until we see some sort of return to form. Um, they're obviously playing hearts, so if they can't get themselves fired up for, for that this weekend, then, then I, don't, I don't see much hope for them. So um, a team to keep an eye on at the minute. Peter? Which, what's your thoughts on United and Hibs? Yeah, it's a 
good result in that aspect of it makes it interesting, I suppose. Dundee could keep herself alive in the league, so they will if split if they stay within a couple of points. This every game the split's gonna be important, so that might make a impact on your players you bring in. I've not even a way to bring in there, but there's better options for Dundee and Hibs. I mean, I'm stuck with Fish at the back. Got him in when he was on the good bit of form. I got two returns off him, then nothing since. You and up front had that great return. The first week I brought him in, I think he'd, a hat, was it a hat-trick he scored? Then he got sent off based on that week. Then he missed an absolute sit on the end of the game in this one as well, so I was kind of crying for that one, but I will be still a bit sure Link's uh, shipping Hibs players out, because I don't think they're going to finish season with a bit of, a bit of drab and all, so there's nothing there that stands out for me that I want to bring in. How you play, play, like you go, maybe bring him in. There's players in the positions that look better, like Aberdeen Motherwell players have came in the four, so there's just side steps that are cheaper assets you can bring in that are probably going to return more regularly than Hibs, so to me it's probably a void for both these teams as well. Yep. <clears throat> What's your thoughts on that one, Donny? Yeah, nothing, nothing really to add there. I mean, it was a good win for Dundee United. Having seen Ross County win on the Saturday, it was important to keep in touch. Um, so as Peter said, it's kind of brought the whole group closer to each other. Um, but none, neither team are an option right now. I, I feel Hibs are probably one defeat away from changing their manager. Um, you know, if Hearts were to do anything to them at the weekend, then then that could be the trigger. Uh, Hibs, you know, they could offer value in the bottom six, but they could also check out uh, as a top six team. I would, I would probably avoid. And as I say, United are too unreliable. They're down there for a reason. I mean, McGrath, if you've got a space in midfield and you just want to fill it up, might be an option. Fletcher, there's better choices up front. So I would just stay clear of those ones. Yep. So we'll just round off then with the top 10. Uh, coming at number one, we've already mentioned him, Max Johnston, the Motherwell defender with 17 points. Tav comes in at second with 16. Jota with 15. Van Veen with 15. And the Duke with 15. Kyogo got 13. Stephen Fletcher, uh, 12. Gogic at State Biren uh, got 11 points. And two Ross County players, Dylan Smith and David Cancola, both got 10 points. Uh, once again, no goalkeepers in the top 10. Three defenders, three mids, and four forwards. Um, pretty obvious, probably the names that you would expect to be in the top ten. Um, maybe bar the Gogic and the two Ross County players. You guys got any, anything to note there? No, I mean, it was a high-scoring <coughs> game week. A lot of 100-plus scores. If you got the captaincy and vice-captaincy right, you you were on it. And as Peter showed, if you got it wrong, you, you've absolutely slumped. So just one of those weeks doesn't happen a lot, but the main players came to the fore. Um, and as I say, if you got the right captaincy call, you, you did well. Yep, exactly. Peter, eight, eight, to add, yeah. eight players out of the 10 there were players we talk about most weeks and I see them in most teams. Yeah. So that's why we have such high scores this week. And unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of them, so... <laughs> down, the, down the ladder I go. <laughs> do we have a Dory Dive this week, Dory? Uh, we do, we do. Good We've trick. touched on it a bit um, in conversation there, but I just want to look at the split um, and the final two game weeks to go. Um, I just thought I'd plan, a plan around it. So just as a reminder to, to people, the SPFL splits after 33 games. The top six contend for the title, as if that's not a thing, and European places. 
and the bottom six play towards avoiding automatic relegation for the team that finishes bottom and the relegation playoff for the team that play second bottom. So the top six teams will play Rangers and Celtic, whereas the bottom six will avoid it. So traditionally, this is where we've had our second wild card um, going into the final five games. However, this is no longer the case, and I suspect most people have probably used their wild cards by now. So what this means is with only two game weeks left until the split, you've probably only got two, possibly three, three transfers available. So it's how you plan uh, those teams to make sure that you're not top heavy or bottom heavy uh, and making sure that you've got the balance. I suspect we'll probably still retain three Rangers, three Celtic, uh, and we can talk about that um, in the list of questions. But at the moment, Dundee United, Ross County, Killy and St Johnston are all confirmed to be in the bottom six. Uh, Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen Hearts are all confirmed to be in the top six. That leaves four teams undecided. St Mirren, Hibs, Livingston and Motherwell. Uh, I know Tom made his predictions last week and these are mine. I think St Mirren will finish in the top six. I think Hibs, just fixture-wise, I think they could finish in the bottom six. I think Livingston uh, might leap ahead of them. Although they're out of form, the fixtures that they've got uh, could see them leapfrog. I think Motherwell will finish in the, the bottom six. So what does that mean? Well, for what it's worth, I have the view that the bottom six teams are there for a reason. I don't think historically that any teams have come alive in those final few games. As the games tend to be six pointers, one team, one win can really seal a team's fate. I think last season, Dundee, that got relegated, lost the match, and then that was them, done and dusted. And then once the other teams are comfortable, they don't really have anything to play for. Um, you've then got the teams at the other end of the top six, the bottom six, sorry, that are quite comfortable. Uh, they tend to switch off. Last season, we had Hibs and Aberdeen in the bottom six, and I don't recall either of those teams doing much in those final few games. So as things stand, I would have Motherwell assets, possibly Livingston assets, um, and they do finish in the bottom six. If Hibs finish in the bottom six, they might revalue somebody like Disbit, who's looking for a move in the summer. You could have a, a good end of season. In the top six, I think Aberdeen would have away fixtures to Rangers and Celtic, um, right, which right. means they would they would have three favourable fixtures at home. So I think you can still target those. <coughs> now, if you're right off the Rangers and Celtic games, and they've still got three good fixtures to target. Um, so I think there is still the value there. Uh, Hearts could have this new manager bounce. We'll just have to wait and see. But as Peter touched on, they could actually be a team to target if they, they are buying off form. And St Mirren, we've talked about them quite a lot this season. Uh, your strains and O'Hara's can still offer value. So it's just about planning. Uh, to the, the change uh, as I say previously we've had a clean slate and we can change the team about we won't know the fixtures until all the teams are locked in if that comes this weekend then they will announce the fixtures uh, it might just be the last game week um, until then the Scottish Cup final I believe is the first weekend of the split um, that only affects Rangers and Celtic they could easily make that a midweek round of games or split the game week I don't see there being any double game weeks left um, with no other midweek games uh, available, so it's just a reminder that you know you need to plan ahead um, for this. You don't want to jam your team with top six uh, team players. You're going to have to uh, spread it out. So, Peter, Tom, have you got plans for the split, Peter? Three Motherwell, three Motherwell. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a wise choice. Um, as far as that's concerned, would you have Livingston or 
Any other teams? I've got Fitzwater, so it's, he's playing. So as long as he's playing, he's in the squad. It's getting rid of the players first who are not playing, and then I'll can I get Tim when I get Tim enough? Yeah, need be because it's like Kingsley and Clark double up. So if Clark's playing keeper. I want Kingsley, Kingsley going to Max Johnson kind of next week. Obviously, as the fires continue week to week, you just build it, and if I'll get to the point probably where the Fitzwater probably stays there because I need to move other people, and he'll just end up there at the end of the season with no wild card. Yeah, that's but, it. Without the wild card, you have to really make one at a time, and it's sometimes you just have to leave people in. Don't want mm-hmm. to have too much top heavy, top six. I know we had the game there at the weekend where all the big hitters scored against each other, so it was a Rangers game, but you can't guarantee that every time, so you've got to have players out with. I think Van Veen's a sound option yeah. for that game. I mean, if he's playing at home, you could face Captain Van Veen, you could Captain Tav at home and get that penalty back that they want. After uh, <laughs> that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of players, a lot of people going to escape split with pretty much a team full of top six because that's where yeah. they're built towards it. So it's whether they're happy going with that and having the right players or just, as you said, balance it out a bit so you can get your points varied over the actual six fixtures rather than three same fixtures every week. Yeah. And you'll need to watch the fixtures. You could have a team like Aberdeen whose first two games are Rangers and Celtic, so you, yeah. you're going to be three game weeks in well, that's before lucky you need to target them. So that's if, you do get, if you do get the fixture at the end of this week, then you have an extra week of planning yeah. rather than, you know what's going to happen, it's going to be the last week. You're, going to, you're not going to have the week to plan, they're going to be still in it a week to go, it's a certainty. Yeah, Tom, you're a man that likes to plan these things out. Have you got anything up your sleeve for the, the split? No, just the the triple Motherwell is what I'm going for. Um, Van Veen set himself a goal target for the end of the season ahead, so he's uh, he seems to be motivated. Um, other than other than Motherwell, as as Peter mentioned, you're probably just looking to to see how the fixtures lie and try and get maybe even teams in the top six where they're they're, they're not going to play Celtic and Rangers and look for those sort of three fixture runs yeah. and try and target those a little bit. Try and sort of switch players out. Use use your bench trick to full effect. Yeah, this is probably the most important time to be using the bench trick. Um, so that that would be my approach. No, absolutely. Once the fixtures uh, do become available, I'll have a breakdown and I'll let you know which runs uh, look the best on paper. But one of my fans would probably just curse your team, um, saying that we've got. <laughs> Um, a, a good end of season to look forward to. We'll just have to wait and see. But yep, split, uh, plan ahead and work out what you're going to do. Okay? Right. Over the questions, but I can't go on the questions, so usually you question it for me because somebody got to Twitter and read out the two questions. We've got one question in the next. Please. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you the first one. It right. was from Sutty Show. Uh, at Sutty Show. I believe he came... Was he second in the Cup? He's yes, I, yeah, well. I, so. I believe that Sutty came second in three different Cups as we started this pod. <laughs> always, always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Mr. Consistent. Well, I came second this season, so I know how that feels. Uh, how many old firms should we have post-split, given the titles almost decided? Don't know about that. And could lead to more player rotation. <laughs> so... I'll I'll answer first. I I'll still stick with three. Uh, I think we touched on it in the game overview. You're going to have players that are going to continue to play the rest of the season. Tavernier, Jota, Kyogo, Tillman, Cantwell, Raskin. I think they're all pretty set players. Uh, Vickers, McGregor. You know, they these guys will see the season out. You will have fringe players brought in. 
you know, Turnbull, Haksbanovic, O, um, Rangers, you might see uh, Yilmaz, uh, some of those French players. But I would still have six. In terms of rotation, you just got to stick your hat on the ones that you think will play every week. Um, and, that, and that's the names that I've mentioned. So, Peter, what's your thoughts? Yep, agree six. I think Celtic's going for like point total record, goal scored record. So, I believe they will be motivated by that. So, they're going to be playing their best. Kyogo's going to try to break his own goal record. Rangers, uh, Beal obviously wants to win the league, his own league, that he said, like by the end of the season. He wants to be finished as close as Well, he does. He wants to be as close. Yeah. He doesn't want to give any fans any sort of like a chink in the armour that that he's not as good. They're going to go at it for every game the rest of the season. Yeah. They're going to definitely go at it. So I believe we'll both play their full-strength teams every game. Maybe a rotation after 60 minutes of games are, are dead and buried. But I think you'll see both full-strength teams yeah. and both teams right into the, the season. So I'll be having three for each team. Tom? Yep. Yeah, um, I don't think I've had three for each, from each team for, for, for a while. Um, but I, I'll certainly be moving that way. Um, in terms of Selic, I think um, Selig will continue to play a strong team until the end of the season. Ange always talks about uh, the fans and how they're, they're coming to the games and you know he's want to put on a show so that they can forget about the, the day-to-day problems and just enjoy a good game. So I think he's going to play a strong start 11 consistently until the end of the season um, and they'll be going out to, to attack games and, and get goals. So definitely the Selig triple up. Uh, in terms of Rangers, um, once again, um, Beal's not been in the job for that long. He's looking to, to prove a point. Um, so he's also motivated to play a strong start in 11 every week. I think perhaps as a new manager, he's part, there, there is that sort of um, situation where he's maybe trying to maybe find some diamonds in the rough, maybe try and shake things up, try something different to in order to, to find his best 11. So there, there's perhaps a greater risk of rotation at Rangers, but I think um, as Peter said, it's more likely going to be you know, come the 60 minutes, things like that, maybe start to switch things up. So I think the the players, the strongest players are going to be safe until the end of the season from both sides. Yeah, I agree with that. Have you got the other question, Tom? Uh, the other question is from Melvin. Uh, he says, thoughts on Itati? Is it time for him to go and be replaced by another Celtic midfielder or look at their defence instead? Can I go first, Tom? Well, I'll answer that one first. Yep. I, uh, I, I had a tatty on my wild card and I uh, instantly regretted it as Moy got a haul. <laughs> um, I think um, Moy's even been outscoring the Celtic defence. I think they have been conceding goals here and there. So I think since we kind of mentioned that, I think Moy's been outperforming Hitati and he's also outperformed defenders as well. Um the defenders don't seem to be getting attacking returns, not even assists from the, the, the fullbacks at Selic. So uh, I think Moy's probably the, the third Selic slot behind Kyogo and Yota. That, that would be my opinion. Donny? What do you reckon, Peter? Yep. Oh, we're going to die. Donny? Uh, well, I'm obviously not, not the Celtic expert, but I've got Vickers at the back um, as my third Celtic player, and I kind of feel hamstrung with it because. I'd obviously take the two changes to get him out and then to make the other change. So I just think, for better or worse, I'll keep him in there. Um, but in terms of the Celtic midfield, at the moment, I mean, we touched on Moy. Um, if he can show any form this weekend, then that would certainly be an option uh, for me. But I'm stuck on the defence, so I 
don't really see any move on that in the immediate future. Right. Well, I went to Moyden work this week, obviously, but on the Hitati front, Andrew did yesterday or Sunday that he's not long-term injured for the season, so he was kind of saying his back sooner rather than later. Didn't put a date on it, so whether or not he'll be fit for this weekend, who knows, but he says he'll be back. So there was a talking about it for the season, and he kind of scoffed at that, so he's not a, he's not out for the season, according to the manager anyway. He doesn't normally give injuries away very often, so how to say that, I would, I would kind of believe that you said that, otherwise, why would they mention it in the first place? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, that is questions, so we'll go to fixtures. If I can load this up. Right, again, you're only going to get one early team news, because it's a Friday night game, a rare sported one. Ross County versus Aberdeen, and then on the Saturday we have Hibs versus Hearts at Edinburgh Derby, Livingston St. Johnson, Motherwell Dundee United, Rangers St. Man, and then the Sunday kickoff is Kilmarnock versus Celtic. So upon hearing that, Dory, captain, vice-captain, transfer plans. Yeah, so transfer plans is I do have a space for a Rangers player, uh, so I might change that. So I've got Cochrane, I could change for Barisic. Um, I think that would uh, balance the team quite well. Uh, captaincy, vice-captaincy, I think we have to go with Tavin Kyogo. Uh, I don't see any reason to go outside of those two. Uh, Van Veen is on form, but I just think those two offer uh, the best value. Tom? Um, captaincy, I'm saying Tav. Vice-captain, I've written down Van Veen um, at home to Dundee United. I think it's a good shout. Um, we did get a couple of goals from Kyogo, but I don't know. I always, I'm always a bit more cautious at Aberdeen and the old plastic pitch there. So, um, yeah, I've, I've written down Van Veen. In terms of um, transfer, um, probably a midfield transfer. I've still got Danda, who's uh, out injured. So I've got uh, cash in the bank, so I could probably switch to, to Moy there. Or alternatively, I've got Smith, the Dundee United defender, uh, who's also red flagged. So I could switch him to Max Johnson. So just a case of uh, deciding what I want to do with that one. Okay, my transfer domain, Van Veen in for Ewan, and it's Captain Tav, Vice-Captain Kai goes, it stands. I know you're saying Kamarnock on that grass top, uh, or not grass, as it call it. <laughs> I just trust Celtic's attacking threat more than Motherwell's. I know Van, but I've got Van Veen now, so I can rest and go that I've still got him, rather miss out and if he does a big call again. But I don't, I don't disagree with the vice captain Van Veen. He could easily still go nuts. He's definitely on form. Right? Do you want to talk about NFPL, or are you happy just to finish up? I'm happy. <laughs> Whatever you prefer, Peter. I'm happy to go with that. Just to see how he's done this week, and if what's the plans going for for game week thirty two? Still get your free hit. Tom, no, I do. No free hit here. Um, so I'll be trying to work out. Um, the uh, the blankers out of my squad. Uh, Rashford's currently 50-50 flagged, so um, I don't know if he's going to be fit for the, the Nottingham Forest fixture, so if he's not, he's probably the obvious one to, to, to move out. I'll probably end up just putting all the Brighton assets onto the bench and uh, playing my team from there. Um, I didn't get Haaland in this week, so I probably won't get him in for this weekend because then he's going to blank immediately afterwards so I'll just have to cross my fingers and, and uh, hope he doesn't do, go nuts how many, how um, but yeah, I'll certainly be targeting him after how many blankers have you got in your squad 
Um, so and that was blank. I've maybe. got <laughs> three, three Brighton and um, Rashford. So currently four. So if I get rid of Rashford this week, if he's still out injured, then um, I'll be down to three. And I've I recently wild carded, so I've got a full playing bench, so I can just uh, bring on the, the bench players and should be fine. If he is fit, then I'll just probably get rid of the stupid man because. Uh, Right, and although they're quite attacking, they're not really keeping that many clean sheets. So it'll probably be a stupid and that'll go, and then I'll bench Rashford, McAllister, and Matoma. Yeah, you'll get the news on Thursday when they play in Europe. You know what the situation is. That's when you have, you'll get the news. You yeah. know, dropped in place last night. How about you? How are your situation, Donny? You kept a free hit. I do have a free hit. I don't know if I'll use it for that game week or further down the line, but I will probably just transfer my way out of things. That tends to be my style. I took a minus eight this game week, and as I said to you guys, my three transfers were Grealish, Haaland and Jesus. So it worked out well. I know it's not always the case, but rank-wise, I've got a small green arrow. I am 177k, so I'm doing well. Uh, I'm going to return to the game, and I'll probably just make transfers as and when I need to for the the, the, the blankish game week. Uh, as I'm the same as Tom, I've got four at the moment, but I can easily change to that. Yeah, I'm the same. I've just been doing trans. I'm no, I've no free hits. So I've got the wild card and bench boost, thirty three, thirty four. So I'm just making transfers per week. Brought in Traore this week. That was my nice wee punt that worked. So next week it's either if Rashford's if Rashford doesn't fit, Rashford goes as a hundred percent. If he doesn't get past fit, then maybe the keeper will move Kepper because he's not he's a blank as well. So it can move to maybe a Crystal Palace or Everton keeper for a couple of game weeks, and then like a sale. Well, card 33 for 34. Obviously, I'm now dropped, but I expected that to drop. Used to have jumped above me. Used to use a bench boost. So we'll see coming the week, game week 34, whether it was a good idea or a bad idea. But we'll have to wait and see. Right, so that is us then. So, like I said, the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup is opened. This is the last game week. After this game week, it's shut, and I'll be doing the draw uh, online. So if you're interested, you can DM me at Fantasy Half or reply to the tweet. I'll retweet it at some point in the next couple of days as well after the pod, so you know. So before we go, guys, get a plug in, Donny. I am at FFS underscore Donny. And Tom. And I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Excellent. I'm the Fantasy Half, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.